dark days for the Goliverse. A technological terror. Star Wars reference. Erased a decade's worth of geekdom. Meanwhile, fans lash out at one another as they find themselves divided by differing opinions. You wrote a thesis with very little actual substance. Your claims that story wasn't built by the film is insane. Your claim that these characters lack motivation is false. Just because the film presents ideas, what is this generic bandwagon stuff? Then, in the darkness, a voice breaks through the cacophony of trolls, whiners, and Twilight fans. We can geek out together. One upload at a time, the light breaks through, and like a comic book character who dies and returns two issues later, the safe place to geek out returns. This is the Geek Out Loud Podcast. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud. This is indeed your safe place to geek out on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson, and I am glad to be back, glad to be along with you here on your safe place to geek out. We have battled through so much, and there's still a lot of cleanup to go as we bring Goal and the rest of the Goaliverse back to the masses, but that word was masses, but... um. I, I am excited to be here with you on the Goliverse Marathon. This is our annual Goliverse Cure uh, Childhood Cancer Marathon. You can find out more about Cure by going to curechildhoodcancer.org. And uh, our goal is $5,000 currently at the time of this recording. Now, the page, the first giving page will be up uh, until the 31st of January. So uh, there's still time to donate. You can get you can donate by going to geekoutonline.com slash cure. And currently, we are at 21% of our goal. We've been actually doing the marathon for just a little over two hours. We've had uh, $1,060 raise of our $5,000 goal so far. We want to thank Shane, Angie, and Tinton, Christopher and Aaron Lutz, uh, Jeff Fawcett, Mark All, Michael Cohen, Roth in Wyoming, Cal in Arizona, and a couple of anonymous donors for your generous, generous gifts toward this amazing, great cause CureChildhoodCancer.org. Cure is all about finding a cure for childhood cancer in our lifetime, and we are so happy to partner with them every year around this time uh, with this marathon. I think this is number four. I think. This is number four. This, oh, wait, hold on. I don't have you up yet. My bad. Let me introduce. Let me bring in. We have a guest on this. I was expecting to go solo so much today, and, um, and, and one man drove millions of miles to bail me out and uh, and be a part of this today come on how bizarre oh you know who it is shaz bazaar shaz bazaar oh baby oh baby I'm making me crazy shaz is so crazy Every time, every time, every time. Every time he looks around. Every time I look around. Every time I look around. He's at my door. Oh, man. Welcome, Shaz Bazaar, to... to geek out loud, sir. So glad to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Man, I tell you what. It, it feels like we haven't recorded since, I don't know, sometime late December. Probably, oh, what, yes. two weeks ago, three weeks, about a month ago, uh, yeah, almost a month, a month ago. No, less than a month ago. Well, I'm just saying about, you get yeah, about three weeks Three out. weeks, yeah. I think, yeah. Man, yeah. What do we do, about 30 minutes worth of audio? 34 minutes of audio yeah. on a almost three hour long But we were talking for talk. a good two and a half hours, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wonder if that audio will ever see the light of day. Well, I've asked for it three times. I yeah. haven't gotten it yet. Is Rifen in the chat? That's my question. I don't know. I, I haven't have been able to look uh, to see Rifen if he's in the, in chat, the chat today. Uh, he may be busy. You know, I know that he's Scott... probably driving here. Well, he's the most listened to man in South Georgia radio. I don't know if you know this or he not. He is the most, and he has the numbers to prove it. That's right. Well, I wish he'd get my numbers to me. Because he said they'd be available here toward the end of the month, and we're getting it's there. It's toward the end of the month. Well, I think he it's actually... Just, this is kind of the middle of the month. Let me... You know what? Let me... Well, this isn't the Big Honkin' Show, where I would actually find his uh, his text and tell you exactly what he said. Well, that's, um, that's an entirely different show. This is your mm-hmm. safe place to geek out. Uh, right, right. It is your safe place to geek out. And I, you know what? I got to tell you something, and I'm, and I'm just going to be absolutely 100% honest with you. Um... You're not feeling safe right now. I, I'm not. I'm not at all. Uh, it, it seems like it, it's almost 1999 all over again, Shaz. Almost? Yeah. Hmm. Only I don't know. I don't know that the defenders of the Phantom Menace were really vocal. I don't about know it. that the defenders of Phantom Menace were really angry about it. Right. I think that's the key. I think that's the key. Is there was no, the the people who were angry were making fools of themselves, while the people who just loved what they loved were kind of like, I don't know what your problem is. I really enjoyed it. Misa like Jaja Beans. Misa like Jaja Beans. Ooh, that's a good. Jar-jar. Thank you so much. I've been working on it now for almost twenty years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, nineteen years ago, wow. this May, the Phantom Menace that's was released in theaters. Amazing. Yeah. How about that? That's that's like we are coming two up weeks on, older than my daughter. Think about this. There was a kid in line with his father the night we saw The Phantom Menace um, with some friends in Virginia. That I, kid has graduated from college and has a job. I had an extra ticket um, because I forget why I had an extra ticket. Maybe I bought two just to be safe. And I looked at the, the kid and his dad, and, um, and I said, well, here, since you've got your son with you, just go buy one ticket. Here's one. And he looked at it. He took it up the box and says, is this legit? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, thanks. What I owe you? I'm like, oh, nothing. Just take it. And, and I'm just glad you're introducing your kid to Star Wars. That kid was probably five or six years old that night. Uh-huh. He is now 25, 26 years old. That's right. Isn't that crazy? He is. He is. If he, if he had a successful life and graduated college, he may be starting a career even as we speak right. today. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So the kids... The kids who were born that year are mm-hmm. in college now. Phantom Menace is vintage to those people. Yeah, but to those people, Star Wars never left. That's true as well. That's right. They were born Star- into Star into, Wars. And it's never been it's gone. It's never been gone. That's true. I mean, it's, it, you, you, I don't think that there's been a Star no Star Wars presence. that there. Let me say that better. I'm with you. I don't think that there has been a lack of a Star Wars presence for more than three years at any time. Since they were born. But even then... In the theaters. Right. But even then, you had plenty of presence on toy shelves, yeah, bookshelves. Well, because you had five years of the Clone books. Wars. Right. Everywhere. Right. right. But I, I'm i talking 99 on. You you had Star Wars constantly on the toy shelves, constantly in your I face. I hate how 99 got taken out. That was so sad. What a sad episode. What are you talking about? 99. He was, you know, they, they said he was a... Bad bat, part of a bad batch. They made him a jam. Oh, was his the name ninety nine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot. That's that. not what you were talking about. No, I was talking oh. about the nineteen ninety nine, the oh, year nineteen ninety nine. Since then, there's been no shortage of Star Wars toys on shelves. Well, there's been some bad distribution, and there's been yes, shortage of certain has. waves. Yes. But Star Wars has constantly been on the shelves. Yes. It's constantly been on the bookshelves, the comic book stands, video game racks. I mean, it's been there. It's everywhere, and and it and you're right. They've had no lack of Star Wars, but those kids who are now grown up who found their love for Star Wars, the exact same love Shaz that you and I have for Star Wars, the exact same passion that we have and grew up with, they're kids who began that passion in 1999 oh, yeah. with the Phantom Menace and love it, and it hasn't left them. No, and and so now they're trying to reclaim their childhood by going on eBay and buying old Phantom Menace action figures and crazy? play sets and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's an amazing thing to think about um, that we're, we're now adult kids who, who kids who were kids are now adults uh-huh. and they're adulting doing the star Wars thing. That's right. And um, more power to them. 
if you saw the Phantom Menace in theaters, you're either a senior in high school or out. Or a senior adult. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I, I mean, if you were a child, kids, yeah. if you were a child, yeah. you know. Well, if you were, I mean, look, think, if you were able to comprehend what you were watching, you, you're in college or, or beyond. Or graduated. Yeah, or graduated, sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's no, that's, I mean, you think, that's fascinating to think about. Fascinating. Fascinating. Because for so long, um, I remember, even in the early, 10 years ago, in the early days of gold, I was talking about Star Wars being for kids and how the kids nowadays love it. Uh-huh. Not even thinking that, you know, even then, 10 years ago, you were talking about teenagers, you know? Right. And, and I'm just, it's, well, here we are. You know, on the cusp of the 20-year anniversary almost, one year out from the 20th anniversary of, of the Phantom Menace. You know what this year is, though? What's that? This year is the 40th anniversary of the Star Wars Holiday Special, November 17th, 1978. We celebrate a day of peace, a day of joy, harmony. She goes, harmony. A day of joy <laughs> we all can share. Together joyously, a day that brings us through the darkness. Okay, that's pretty good. Thank you. I was waiting for you to harmonize. I don't know the words enough. Well, you were doing it with the with the music though. That was good. You did the musical accompaniment. Well, the thing about the holiday special is they actually tried to put words. To, to the, the Star Wars music, yeah, to John Williams' Star Wars I've music. I've never tried to do that. Is the uh, is the Go Home Now song from B. Arthur, the original closing time, if you will? Is closing that, time. Yeah. Oh, B. Arthur song. Yeah, is that... Is the, yeah, it's... Is it's, it done to the Cantina? Yes, it's done down to cantina a slowed down cantina song. Huh. And they're playing in the background. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Just one more round, friends, (laughs) and keep it down, friends. Well, that's not exactly what she says, but keep it down, (laughs) friends. Good evening, friends. (laughs) Achmina is canon, though. Achmina? How so? She was written into one of these books just before The Last Jedi. No, it was uh, the. The fortieth and the fortieth the point from a certain point of view. Yes, a nice. certain point of view. She's wow. in it. Wow, I didn't know that. Is that one canon? I said all it's, the books were going to be canon, well, but they made a point. This is the the from a certain point of view is um is kind of canon. Kind of canon. Yeah, it's oh. it's uh I I forget how I explained it in the Gulliver, Guardians of Gulliver's Facebook page, but it's. It's like double stripe, slightly off canon. Can double yeah. stripe limbs on the the peppermint tree. Go ahead. If you grab hold of it, oh yeah, yeah it's it going to disappear. Break. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it's like you know, it's not quite canon, is what it is. I like Akmina being part of canon. Well, and then she may be, you know, I mean, that may be one of those stories. It is, but I mean, you're talking about the book that also has the um, uh, Grand Admiral, not Grand Admiral. Uh, Oh, what's his role? Mahdi. Whatever his role was. Admiral Mahdi. Yeah. You know, him uh, filing a human complaint, a human resources complaint against Darth Vader in it. Did he really? Yeah. Did I miss that part? Yeah. It must have been when the, my phone was giving me directions. Hmm. That happens sometimes when you're listening to a book. Oh, yeah. I can't stand it. It starts going over top. I had to... I have was, to back up 15 seconds. I was reading a book today, and, and this thing was telling me how to get to Krispy Kreme. I was like, I can get to Krispy Kreme after LaGrange. That's Let me right. get to LaGrange first. I'm listening <laughs> to this book. <laughs> I can get to LaGrange on my own. You mean LaGrange by ZZ Top? Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, it's Texas town. No, it's a Georgia town. Oh, yeah. yeah they got it wrong. Where in a home Every time I'm on I-185, you I know start singing about? LaGrange. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great song. They'll break down some good air guitar in there, too. Hot in this room, by the way. I should have turned down the heat when I... Oh, no, dude. This is very comfortable. Are you comfortable? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm dude, about to 95, burn. pristine. I'm about to burn slap up. <laughs> um, 
That's hotter than Mustafar. It's hotter than Darth Vader's armpits on Mustafar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Leave the shirt on, Steve. Leave the shirt on. Nope, it's coming off. <laughs> so, um, what, what we got here? This is a big honking show, guys. You're right, but it, oh, listen, right. you can, there's always time for singing. There's always Don't, time. Can't we sing along? These are geek songs. These are good songs for geeking out. Lagrange is. Well. Sure. Yeah, I liked it. Um, anyway, so I want to go back to my original point that we all, this whole thing started out with. The father's on the range. How, 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 how. Father's. Yeah, fathers. that was good. Yeah. There you go. Stupid. Look, the father's were great. Were they? Yes. Were they? Yes. Those weird looking human like faces on camel bodies and weird. They were like horse part things. Camel, part horse. They, their faces were too human. I'm just telling you Did straight up. you think up. they were more human than... More than... human than human? <laughs> don't, don't, I don't think we can make words to that one. Down out. Down out. Um, we could do Thunderbird 65. Thunderbird 65. Instead of Thunderkiss 65. I don't know. Also that. by the same... By Zoppy? Yeah. Well, I don't know that. Anyhow... Let me just bring us back around to the point I'm trying oh, to make father's. here. You didn't no, like I the wasn't father's. talking. Well, hold on. <laughs> I'm putting them on the range. <laughs> Wait a minute. I am leaving the rabbit trails and getting back over to the main point. Okay. My point is this. They're all adults, and now we've got new kids. Okay. Before that, by the way. People, there's a great division in the force. Thank you. There we are. I was saying it's 1999 all over again. You made a great point that the people who... Were uh, were in support of and loved the Phantom Menace. Were not angry about it. Right. We've now hit a time in Star Wars fandom, particularly, where once again a great division has taken place. Is it because Star Wars has changed, or is it because our society has changed? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. Well, I mean, sure, sure, but the anger. I think it's a little bit of both. I think, well, the anger I think comes from society. Yeah. I think, I think anger comes from the way people communicate nowadays online. With if you don't say it my way, then you, you just you just aren't a fan. Exactly, exactly. If you don't say it my way, you're anti-American or whatever nation whatever, you're from. Yeah, yeah. You you hate. Why do you hate Star Wars hate. so much? Yeah. Everything's hate. If you disagree with me, you hate. Everything's hyperbole. I, so you know what we're doing today? What's that? We're loving. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Geek out loud is on. Geek out loud is on. Geek out loud is on. You know what? I just I just told you it's earlier. An earworm, I haven't played man. that in a while. It I'm is. I'm telling you, it just st- it's stuck in my head for like two weeks. Oh, uh, oh, Ben, Ben did that for us. Ben Foster. Did, did Ben do that? Yeah. Do nice. you know Ben Foster? Uh, I, I, you might have met he him in the chat. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's in. The, I don't know if he is right now. I don't think. I don't know. Is he ever in the chat? I don't know. I didn't I realize know. Ben was in the chat. Maybe sometimes. not. Maybe not. I've got a whole CD from him here called "The Fandom Menace." What? By Ben C. Foster. Yeah. Yeah. I, nice. We we might play some tracks later. Um, but but there, instead of listening to people, mm-hmm. it's just. Oh, if somebody disagrees with me is because they they're hateful and they're mean and da 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 da. Well, it's it's almost this mindset of you have to agree with me. And if you don't agree with me, then there's something wrong with you. I don't agree with myself on the last Star Wars movie. Man, I'm back and forth on it so much. It's the greatest Star Wars movie. It's the worst Star Wars movie. It's the greatest Star Wars movie. There's so much good, and there's so much that I didn't love. And and here's the thing. Quite frankly, Ryan Johnson keeps doing these interviews where he makes me love it less and less. I haven't been paying attention. Well, apparently, and I'm and, and I'm I'm probably going to misquote him here or misparaphrase him here, but apparently, this very recent interview he did, he talked about how he never really cared for the idea of Snoke and the Knights of Ren and all that stuff. Hence, Snoke's killed off and the Knights of Ren nah, not addressed he didn't in the last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And that's and and see, and that's the thing uh, about the the last Jedi with me is the more I watch it, the more I can't get away from this is one man's interpretation of how he, obviously it's how he wants the story to go. But it's also like, I don't want to deal with certain things, so I'm going to just move them out of the way or ignore them. As well, he could, he could ignore them, and that wouldn't be too big of a deal. Right. Well, like to Knights, eliminate like them the Knights of Ren, like the Knights of Ren, sure. ignored. Fine, that's fine. Right. You know, let's, that's that can great. show back up later or that's not. That's right, right. Just, who knows? Snoke, let's just wipe him out. And that's you know what honestly I'm okay with that, depending on where things go in nine, in episode nine. Right. Um, 
the Ray parentage thing, I'm let's 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 keep it on a positive note. Well, I'm really struggling with it because on one hand, I'm all 1980 again. What do you mean? I am totally 1980 again. You think Kylo was lying? I don't believe it's the truth. Okay. Do I think Kylo's lying? Not necessarily. Oh. Because he was, wasn't he searching in her brain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's worried about that, and she thinks that's the case, and he's like, that is the case. That's, mm. that's the reality, and she's just hiding it from herself. Maybe mm-hmm. he believes it, too. I don't. Okay. She's his sister. Okay, so you're saying, so then all these people that are shipping Kylo and Ray. That's kind of like Luke and Leia. Yeah. Man. That's yeah. a little, little weird. Although um, I don't think they're twins. Well, here's the thing. I tend to think it's true. I tend to think that, you know, the one thing that these dark side people have never really done in these movies is lie blatantly when these moments. Um, you look at Vader. I'm your father. Right. That's the truth. But I believed it until very close to 1983. Sidious is the only one who almost lied because he said, join me and you'll have the power to save Padme. And then when he's knighting Vader as Vader... He says the power to cheat death is one is one that only one has ever obtained. But together, I'm sure we can find the answer. Well, he and he, I think you he, know. I think he thought he could. Because, I think I think he was blatantly manipulating Anakin. Oh, sure, he was manipulating him. You so, think it was a lie? I think it was. And then Dooku was very open with Obi Wan. Like he he laid it all out for Obi Wan, with oh, the exception of it, saying yeah. that Palpatine is Sidious. He's like. The Senate's under the control he, of Sith Lord Darth Sidious, you know, and Obi-Wan's like, that's not you, I don't believe you. I'm sorry, remember only Jedi, or only Sith deal in absolutes? Mm-hmm. Remember the guy who said that? That's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh-huh. Um, you said there was no lying in Star Wars? I didn't say there's no lying. I said the Sith, the oh, dark the Sith side didn't. User, Just the, dark, the Jedi. Right, the Jedi are the, the Je- ones they, they do a lot of the lying. truth for their own means, you know, yes. it's a certain point of view and that sort of oh. thing. So, you know... And I'm mm. not, and I'm not one of these people who are trying to trash the Jedi. I do think, I think that Obi- they trash themselves. I do think that Obi Wan did the right thing by not telling Luke. Oh yeah, Darth Vader's your father. Well, sure, you know? but he didn't have to say anything. Right. There's always that option. That's true. You're right. But another pupil of mine, named Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Well, he doesn't betrayed, say another. Pupil he doesn't say mine. another. He says, He's a pupil. A of young mine. Jedi named Darth Vader. He didn't say it was. Who, oh, who was also? Who was, pu- who was a pupil of mine until he? Oh, he doesn't say also. Yeah. He doesn't say Anakin was ever his pupil. He talks that's about right. Anakin as his friend. That's right. You know, and so which is also that's a real. In, that's interpolating the Phantom Menace. That's back right. On them. But it's also a really interesting look into his psyche. Anakin became his friend and brother. Right. And he saw himself as the man who taught Darth Vader, and so he failed in that. And and so what he did is he removed himself from the galaxy, mm-hmm. cut himself off from the force because he was a failure as no, a teacher. No, he had the mission to watch after Luke until the time oh, was right. Oh, that's what a good right. guy does. That's what Obi- mm. Now, see, <laughs> look, here's the thing. I've not given on Geek Out Loud my complete thoughts about The, about the Last Jedi. I'm just saying that people have an argument there. I agree they that's have an argument, argument, but here's the argument they don't have is, well, you're stupid for thinking that. Right. You're a moron. Luke would never do that. Well, guess what? He did. That's canon. And, and that's it's canon. It's in the story. He did. And, and remember, Obi-Wan was trained from very early childhood. Right. Luke was 20. Mm-hmm. When he yeah. or nineteen, when he first... Luke, Luke had to unlearn con- all that he had learned. And he hadn't. Yeah. Bottom line. Well, I think that... Look at how he was raised. Look at his uncle. Yeah. His uncle, you know, you mess up. You, There'll be hell I just, I, well, he better Let have me those, just do it myself. You just go sit in your room, yeah. kid. You know, that's kind of... Well, he better have those droids up on the mid-range by midday or there'll be hell to pay. You I know? used to think he said, or, or we'll be hell today. <laughs> well, it's Tatooine. Be. Right, it's the desert. It will be. Um, I just, I, I think... I was, I'll be honest with you, and this is where I want to get. I'm, I'm just going to be very open before we get back into the Star Wars talk. Are we because not going Star Wars? We now? are. But this is where um, I was when, when the, when the Goliverse got shut down, when the Goliverse got absolutely rocked by, uh, how's that caramel corn working out for you over there, Stan? It's very light and tasty. Uh, this Crunchy, comes from Curry's Collision Center, 770-228-4722, home of the caramel popcorn. If you are in the Griffin, Georgia area and you need some body work done on your vehicle, get in touch with Curry's Collision Center, home of the caramel popcorn. Um, 
here's where I was when the Goldiverse went kapooey. I was not going to bring back any podcast. I'm like, this is good. I can shut down everything. I'm done. You were out. I was out. I was like, this is a great out. This is a great way to go. I was killed. Wow. Shot down in a blaze of glory. Oh, wow. And and I'll be honest with you. What made you come back? A couple of things. Number one, my, my buddy Paolo out in California. I thought it was the listeners. It, well, he is a listener. Oh, okay. Good. And uh, and I promised him way back that I'd get him through high school. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Number two was all of just the hate and hyperbole on social media about The Last Jedi. And it, and it really rekindled the original purpose for Geek Out Loud for me. Yeah. Because when I started Geek Out Loud, I started Geek Out Loud because I liked X-Men 3. That was literally the reason I started Geek Out Loud and the Geek Out Online blog, is because I liked I liked X-Men 3, and everyone was trashing it, and I was tired of all the hate. Yeah. I was tired, and it wasn't just X-Men 3. It was a whole thing. It was the hate for Ewoks. It was the hate for the prequels. It was all the, the stuff that was going on, and all the, and, and I'm like, no one's out there just having fun with this stuff anymore. No one's out there just enjoying this stuff anymore. Isn't that what we did when we were kids? Yes. That's all we did. We loved it. Now, yeah. now some of the stuff we'd talk about and we'd, yeah. we'd argue about. Sure. But it was, it was, is Vader Luke's father. You know, mm-hmm. that was, right. that was big. Right. But we all loved to hate What do you think the Clone Wars were? Oh, you know, man, what do you, we, we wrote the Clone right. Wars. Right. You know, and it's just like, I wanted a safe place to geek out where people could come and not have to agree. And you didn't have to like everything, but we could just hang out and have yeah. fun and enjoy our topics of conversation and just be friends and, and, and enjoy what we enjoy and celebrate what we love and discuss the things that we differ on and never look at each other and say, well, I hate you. Absolutely. And so as I began to see this stuff in, on social media, and I began to see things unfold. Social media. I was just like... Anti-social media. Well, I started to hear what some other podcasters were saying, and I started to just kind of... I was like, I got, I got to come back. You need a voice, or, or, or positivity needs a voice. Fun needs a voice. Something needs a voice, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I guess I can leave it to Shaz and Schwa over at Techno Retro Dads, but I feel like I've got to get in there, too. Okay. You know? I feel like... I feel like I, I got to be there. You 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 spawned all this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like my no. I was sincerely ready just to hang it up and be like, Chaz and Schwab got this, and I and I'm not joking at all. And I've told you this to your face. I've said this on the podcast. Techno Retro Dads is everything that I wish Geek Out Loud was. Because, I don't know why. It's a- because you guys have so much fun. You got all your bits down. It's perfectly edited. Everything is just fantastic with that show. And no. Nah. Everything's not fantastic, but it's built on the idea of positivity. That right, was one of the exactly. first things. Yeah. We, we, have, we, we, we were just ta- jawing about the idea. Right. And it spawned because, you know, there was no Tron podcast, and mm-hmm. that was what started right. this. But everybody's like, no, you need a more broad thing. So right. that's, that's we did both. So you were going to have your rotating guest. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was the idea. But but Schwa and I were, were chatting about it, and, and I said, these are the things that must be. Mm-hmm. One. Faster, more intense. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. those are two. Faster, more intense, mm-hmm. and all positive. Yeah, not going to be a complain fest. Yeah. And that was to me. See, that was what Geek Out Loud always was. Right, a complain yes. fest. No. Oh, always positive. Yeah. Well, always and I try. Yeah, and that's I always wanted to be positive. And and like I said, that doesn't mean you like everything, but it just means you think about everything. And if you have a criticism, you you don't just say, "Well, that sucks. That was stupid." You yeah, you have well, you you talk about it and you say here's my well thought out thoughts about this. I try not to talk too much down about anything. Sure, sure. If, if I, there's some things that I have not liked, yeah. So I just avoid talking about them. That's mostly what I, that's mostly the route I take on Geek Out yeah. Loud. However, when Star Wars comes across, you have to respond to it. You have to give your thoughts, and and unfortunately, sometimes they're not as positive as the Phantom, uh, the the Force Awakens. I struggled with. And and I was very open on this show about how I loved it from the outset. Luke said it wasn't Star Wars. Wow, wow! He came out of the theory said that wasn't Star That's Wars. That's the right absolute now. reverse of what everyone else has done. I know. You know, um, I just 
The Force Awakens, and, and it's been well documented on this show. The first night we all saw it, everyone looked at me and said, what do you think? And I just turned in the background, well, what do you think? I loved it. And I'm like, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Wow. And I was super glad. And I was. I didn't want to rain on it. And that's my thing, is as I was mu- as conflicted as I was about it, I did not want to rain on anyone's parade. Right. Right. Why would you want to do that? Exactly. Why would you want to take, why would you want to steal anyone's enjoyment of something? In my opinion, if it's different than yours, should not, should not take away your enjoyment of something you love. But if I make you feel bad for loving what you love, then I'm in the wrong. Yeah. If your joy is taken away in something because I just don't agree, then that's on you. But if I start to call you names or tell you you don't get it or you don't understand something that's on me and that's the kind of language and that's the kind of stuff that just can't be out there yeah well i i agree and and part of the part of the thing is we can if 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 i really like something i'm excited about something that should not be necessary i shouldn't be so thin skinned so to speak right if you don't like it and and you can say well you know i really that really wasn't for me Mm -hmm. i shouldn't suddenly get all up at arms either right you know right it goes both ways. Yep. And the fact is, we like each other. Yes. We've been friends. Mm-hmm. Why can't we still be friends and Why can't we have be, differing right. opinions? Why can't we be friends since you hate The Last Jedi and I don't really, you know, I like it a lot and you hate it. So. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, like, this is a hypothetical. Oh, no, no. That's real life. Hyperbole. No, Shaz hates The Last Jedi. That's not entirely true. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Um, <laughs> Although the guy I went to go see it with, the guy who went with, with me and the kids, yeah, asked me, you know, he, well, first off, he knew... But I came out of, uh, well, here's one. This is this is this is rough for some people to get, but hear me all the way out. I came out of episode three, very downtrodden. Hmm. I was, I had to go. Really? I knew I had to go see it again. But the the shocking things that Vader did is what it was. It wasn't that I didn't like the movie, but I was like, man, I hate this. Like the movie, but I hated it because mm-hmm. he was dark. Right. But like the movie. And so he asked me, you ever go to a Star Wars movie? And I said, every Star Wars movie I've seen at the theater has been my favorite Star Wars movie right then. Mm. Attack of the Clones. When I came out of there, I called my brother. I said, that's the best Star Wars movie nice. ever. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? that's a, and that's, I'm, we're in the same boat there right now. Well, and a, after The Last Jedi, he turns to me and said, did you like it? I said, yeah, I liked it. He said, Huh, that's an interesting answer. Right. He said, you didn't say it was the greatest Star Wars movie ever. Right. And it was different. Yeah, yeah. But, you let know, me, I do like it. Let me, because as I said, I haven't really put my thoughts out there. I've talked a little bit about it on the Wampus Lair podcast. It was the first place I talked publicly about The Last Jedi. Since that one recording we did, only got about 30 minutes of it. Um, Without snark, without, without derision let me let me talk about what i didn't like about the last jedi and then talk about what i liked because i like to end on a positive note Mm -hmm. the big thing with me in last jedi that really bothers me is the style of filmmaking that was used i I, you don't like the slow-mo i don't like the moments of slow motion i don't like the moments of time-lapse photography i don't like the lack of wipes um in in the movie the the Lucasian wipes. There's no wipes. Right. I, I gotta admit I've only seen it twice. I've seen it three times. I've seen it twice with sound. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I've seen it three times with sound. Um oh. or maybe I've only seen it twice with sound. But the point is no, I've seen it three times with sound. The the point is is there's no wipes in this movie. You know, so the Lucasian style of filmmaking is now gone. And that bothers me because I even said back that's with the, the Disney different sale, feel of it. Yeah, I even said back at the back at the the sale. I'm like, whoever takes over, as long as they keep to the visual, Star Wars has a visual language to it, and they need to keep to the visual language of yeah. Star Wars for it to be, which is going to be a more old fashioned style of filmmaking. I get, but Lucas broke grounds in filmmaking other ways than than the cinematography. Right, sure, you know. And, and but that's the language of Star Wars. Exactly. Exactly. And so and in doing things the way that Ryan Johnson did, he almost the song is messed up. Yeah. It seems to mess up the song that is Star Wars. That's that's a really good analogy. Well, Lucas talked about, you know, it's like a poem and it has echoes and it and it uh-huh. rhymes and different stanzas and that sort of thing. 
And it seems like this stanza was something that was just kind of thrown in, and it's not part of the song, it feels like, based on the structure of the film and the way things look and feel. Maybe it's the bridge. Could be the bridge. You're right. It could be the bridge. I am anxiously looking at nine Mm -hmm. to see what this is. Yeah. I can't figure out what eight is until I see nine. And I think, and here's the thing, I think if that was the intention of the director, then well done. Yes. Then well played. But there also it also feels like in watching this movie to me, and again, you can love it and that's fine, but but it also feels like to me in watching this movie that Ryan Johnson had a checklist either by his own desires or by mandate from Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm. Here's the checklist of things that have to be accomplished. And and it was just marking them off, marking them off. And it felt like a very self-contained... Self-contained? Contained? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Self... <coughs> I ran right into it. <laughs> and I was not... I was going to plow through. I was going to... I'm I, sorry. I was backing up to say it correctly. <laughs> and you called me on it. Uh, a very self-contained story. But it does have those threads, those dangling threads left over by the end. But it feels like he was checking off things that either he wanted or the 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 Lucasfilm wanted yeah and I, I I just don't know yeah and I don't know and and I'm like you I think it depends on nine which is a not a bad thing necessarily but it really it it's not it doesn't feel like in the way it's shot the way it's filmed Star Wars I'll give you another prime example the ending shot the little boy with the light with the lightsaber with that's the very Star Wars it's very Star Wars but it's not a very ending Star Wars shot it's not a it's the the not last a Star Wars movie. The last shot, shot, the last shot of that movie should have been them, and and I and I know should have in is is well, it's not, so it shouldn't have been. I understand. It's I don't know any other way to say this. The last shot, the perfect last shot, would have been all of them on the Falcon after they've had their discussion about hope. Iris out into credits, right? And um and he didn't. He went. He cut to the little boy. You know, with the rebel ring on and everything, and that's a fine scene, and it's okay. I don't feel like it's very movie Star Wars. It feels something more like out of Harry Potter, or something a little more modern. And 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 so it's those kind of things that I have a problem with more than the storytelling of this film, because now you get into what I feel was done very well, and that is that opening that the opening scene. The opening, the opening scene against the the, the dreadnought with the bombers, with Poe and his X-wing talking to uh, BB-8 in the back. That was done better than any dogfight that we had in the Force Awakens. Oh, I, I thought you were saying that something was wrong with no, that. No, I was no, like, that's a no, great that beginning. Me, that, I, oh, I, like I love that it. beginning. Sure, I love it. That's what I'm saying. I was watching that beginning. I'm like, oh, we are on the right track right out of the gate, and I'm like. This is, I yes, yeah. we are on the right track right now. And I love how they fast forward it to the evacuation. Yeah. You're not on Hoth, right. you know, and right. doing that. So you've got the middle section, and it's, yeah. it's essential because they struck from there. Mm-hmm. They they destroyed Starkiller Base. It makes mm-hmm. sense that you would have this evacuation of the base. Sure. All makes sense. It's yeah. all perfect, and you're right there at the very end of it. Gets you right into the movie. Yep. Very fast. Yeah. Love how it did it. Perfect. The themes in this movie were outstanding. How do you mean themes? Music themes are like okay, literary, the literary force themes specifically. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, mythos yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. was almost all on target. Sure, I mean it, it's what we've been leading up mm-hmm. to all this time. You, you, again, I'm in love with the Mortis trilogy. Right. Always will be yeah. the Yoda arc from season six. Yep, awesome stuff about mm-hmm. the Force, mm-hmm. light and dark are two parts. Mm-hmm. Living force, cosmic force, two parts, mm-hmm. both essential. Yeah. One is not good and one's not bad. Yeah. Necessarily. Right. It's when they get corrupted. Right. In one way or another. And 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 Luke's, you know, in, in the trailer, he gets the idea, or you get the idea that he thinks the Jedi are corrupt mm-hmm. as much as the Sith are corrupt. I get that idea too. Well, but I, then he, he comes back and he says, "I won't be the last Jedi." It's like, oh man, that's yeah. too bad because I'd like to see something new. Yeah, but. but at the same time, there's there's a start. There's a certain purity to Ray being right. being the first and not trained by the old order. Right. Yeah. Being trained by those old books. Right. There's there's a purity to that, especially 
when you've got Ghost Luke, who's now one with the Force. You know? Dun, 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 so, dun, 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 not Ghostbusters, Ghost Luke. I want to do Luke. <laughs> oh, that's a I ghost. <laughs> they are the same song, right? They are. That's what I hear. <laughs> um, but I really do think that it, I know there are people who have problems with the way the Force was used and portrayed. Really? And I think those people haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels. What's it? What, what do you? Ah, uh, oh. I think Clone Wars. They didn't Wars, like the the like Luke Force the, transporting right. himself into well, some and then material. The, and then form the Ray and Kylo stuff, you know, being able to see that each other. That was so everything. cool, right? But I also think that that part of it was so off-putting to some people because they haven't been watching Rebels. And they haven't been watching Clone Wars. Like if you if Rebels, you missed Clone Wars, it's time to go back. Yeah, I agree. And watch that I 100% stuff. I hundred percent agree. But both of those shows prepared Star Wars fans for a new take on the Force, and and Last Jedi has that, and I think it's done expertly. I think it's done very well. I, I think it's done. It, it, it has followed the line mm-hmm. very well. And and he, when I came out of uh, the Force Awakens. I, I said I would love to have seen J.J. Abrams direct a George Lucas written movie. Yes. Yes. I mean, could you imagine what that yeah. would have been? I think yeah. that would have been, been the perfect pairing, but we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, that may have been some of uh, of people's bad feelings about well, that. Well, this, this has been my problem with these new movies, is I cannot seem to adjust to, to Star Wars without George Lucas. I, I could. I could if Filoni had a larger role. I know Filoni I, I, is, in, I is, is in a role in the story group. And I imagine he has a very big role in the story group. But Filoni understands Star Wars better than any other person on this earth. Possibly, Outside of George. Possibly better than George. I don't know. You know what I think it is? What was that? You know what I think it is about Filoni? I think it's that he was first a fan. Yeah. And then a creator. And a creator who willingly sat at the feet of the master. And was able to mingle those things. He has been able to... He listened, though. Right. He didn't say, well, I know how Star Wars right, is. He, right. He took all that he already knew. Right. He's been but able, he but see, he's been able to, as a creator, detach himself from his fandom. And the one thing that Lucas did well, because it was his baby, it was his story, is he did not get so attached to things the way we fans do. Right. That he could not that he he would not be beholden to the story that needed to be told. And I think Filoni also learned that from Lucas. Don't be so precious about things. Don't be so precious. You know? And I... Th- oh, okay. I think... You know, George taught me I just me like not, it when they dress up in my cartoons. You know, George taught me not to be so precious about things. And so, you know, anyone's... Hey, anyone could die. I mean, I don't want to scare anybody. Yeah. Make anybody feel bad. All right, anyone could die. Um, the... But that's... I think that's the key. And I really feel like with Abrams and Kasdan, yeah, Kasdan's another nasally talker, by the way. Yeah. Maybe I that's told, who you have to be to do Star Wars. I guess Wars. so. But Kasdan also had his own view of what he wanted Star Wars to be. And as I understand it, got a little frustrated with George back in the day. I'm sure. And so, and so I think he brought some of that to The Force Awakens with J.J. Because Kasdan helped write The Force Awakens. You know that. I guess I forgot that. Yeah. And I think he brought some of that to The Force Awakens. I think J.J. brought his own fandom, which is fine. And I know Ryan Johnson brought his fandom to The to sure. the Last Jedi, which is great. But to me, that's been my issue, I think, is kind of getting through these. I feel like Gareth Edwards and, and, and the people who helped do those reshoots for Rogue One have gotten it closest to right. Wow. Gareth Edwards, highlight of The Last Jedi. You think so? I loved seeing him in I there. Didn't even as soon as I saw him, him, I was like, hey, Hey, that's Gareth Edwards. <laughs> I didn't even know. Really quickly, from nine minutes ago, Mama Lowe chimes in via my text massaging and says, Hi, what's a wipe? Uh, a wipe is when um, you're watching a, when a scene on the movie, uh, it, you're watching it, not, not a butt wipe, mind you, <laughs> just a wipe in a movie is when you see another scene come in from the side or the top or diagonally. And and it's almost like someone has literally taken a cloth and wiped the one screen, and now there's a new scene there. 
It's just a transition. It's a term for the type of transition that's made from scene to scene. And they were so good. Well, I mean, it, it was a classic in Star feel. Wars. Some of the most beautiful scenes. Yeah. You think about the 1977 yeah. original and how it would go from one to the well, other. And like, and there, just... like there's the one scene I think of when the TIE fighters are flying outside the Death Star and they kind of push the white. Yeah. You know, that right. kind of thing. And that's, and, and so that's, and it, but that's also a throwback to filmmaking from those old serials that George used to watch. Not, not bowls of cereal, but, oh, but the old, you know, the old movie cereals right. back in the day. Exactly. That's how those things, they do those things, the iris in, the iris out, the white left, the white, the, you know, up, down. That's all that the stuff. language of Star Wars. Right. And that's the visual, that's the visual language of Star Wars I'm talking about. Um, I love the I love the opening scene. I love the stuff on Oct Two. I feel like Ray told Luke about three too many times why she was there. Um, she kept, it, it got repeated. It was as it was as if she was. Here's how I here's here's my my, sure. my rectification of this yeah. is she was you know she doesn't know what she's doing. She just just this girl. We got to tell her this. We're going to figure out a way to get to Luke. She'll be able to get to him, but we need to tell her what to say. And they. They trained her, and they made her memorize lines. This is—if mm-hmm. you tell Luke this, he'll come. Right. I think I think politicians did that to her. You think so? That's my, that's my best argument. I she mean, kept saying almost the same thing over right. and over and over. And that's the Skywalker. And it's as if she went into speech mode. Right. Yes. So I think that's what happened. Yeah. Because that's not who she is. No. But she was doing what she was told would be the best way to get him there, mm-hmm. rather than. Open herself up. When R two was like, when R two is like, hey, I got something for you, General Kenobi. Years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. I know. I guess Luke. She's beautiful. Who is she? Is there anything more to this message? R two's like, I know. I guess this guy. I know. I guess this guy. (laughs) Cheap move. That was a good play. Yes, that was a really good play. Well, and and I think that's another thing that kind of bums me out. And it's something I didn't realize until like my third viewing is man we don't get a lot of droid interaction in this movie you get a little bit of that bb8 stuff but you don't i mean there's 3po is hardly there he gets a few good moments he, he does Art, have a wipe that nervous look off yeah, your face that's that was a, a great that's a great that fantastic star wars line. oh so yeah star wars fantastic and and we don't and if you're not looking for it you don't know this but it took me do we see c3po anymore yeah, yeah, because he's in the whole mutiny scenes. Like, oh, yes, against, yes, yes, you know, yes. But, um, and then in Master, Master Luke, you know, that kind of thing. But we don't really get the interaction with 3PO and R2. We don't get, you know, 3PO and BB-8. We don't get R2 interacting with anybody except Luke that one time. You know, it, it's just like those droids cannot be just an afterthought. And and I feel it, like... It became a smaller world because it's just about very few people. Right. And they're all humans. Yeah. And that's okay. They're all humans. And that's okay. I mean, you know. What do you have with Chewie? He doesn't need to eat a pork? Well, how about this? Chewie has gotten the big, has gotten the good end of the deal on these sequel sequel trilogies. He didn't get to eat the porks. Those looked tasty. In the old books, in the old EU, who was the one legacy character they killed off? The mighty Chewbacca. Yeah. In these movies, oh, yeah. it, it appears <laughs> he's the only one that's going to survive. It appears that he's going to be the only one to survive the sequel trilogy. So, you know, Chewie's gotten a good trade off oh, here. Oh. Well, there's a lot of good Star Wars in. The, I mean, it is a there's yes, a lot of good. There's Star a lot Wars of good Star Wars. You're right. There, you know, it was it was a couple days after I saw it the first mm-hmm. time that I was. You know, things are because when I see it the first time, I'm overwhelmed. Right. Me it's, too. It's Me too. Star Wars, and then then I started thinking, did did I really see like a time lapse growing of things and then a skeleton yeah, of something. Yeah. Yeah. And and it did not phase me at all. But then I was like, which is really fine, you know, maybe in a Star Wars cartoon. Uh, was that in a movie? That was in that movie, wasn't it? Yeah. And I had to go watch it again to see if that was in there. I was like, yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah. And it made sense at the moment. It made sense at the moment. It's just so different. Yeah. I guess. I and 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 I, you know, I am tired of seeing my childhood heroes die, but I am hopeful that Luke can be back as a Force Ghost in Nine. Sure, he can. Um, I really, sure really, I really liked Luke at the end when he was on crate facing down Kylo, even though it was a Force projection. I liked his attitude. I liked most of it. I liked his calmness. 
I didn't. I didn't like. You didn't the like the. White. You didn't like the show. Nah, I, see, I thought that was great. Twenty first century. Well, pop culture. no, because yeah. Han did that when they were getting from Hoth and everything. Yes, Han did that. Not yeah. the the. I don't think that's too twenty first. Se- I don't think that's too twenty first yeah. century. I think it's now. Great. Had, had he just had he dusted off, I, there right. wouldn't have been a problem. Is that that's what I like? Too, too I tell you quick. what I like about that moment is he tells Ray, "Do you think I'm just going to show up with a laser sword and face down the entire first order?" And that's exactly that's what, what he does. does. Everything you said with that sentence right now was correct. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's well, exactly I, well, what that's I'd like the, to And do. that's the other callback. He's like, it's amazing. Everything you just said was wrong. And then when he's talking to Kylo, he says that to Ray about the Force. And then when he's right. talking to Kylo, Kylo says, so he's like, it's amazing. Everything you just said is wrong. Yeah. I'm like, way to go, Happy Gilmore. Or no, um, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We are all now dumber for having heard this. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. At no point. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Let me pull that up. I didn't even think of that's that a, at that's, all. I, I did think about that when oh, he said that wow. the first time. I'm like, well, someone like Billy Madison. Um, look, this is when when she tells him what. Uh, what the force is, you know, it's a, it's some people can use it to fight and lift things. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is okay. This. Okay. When he's telling her this stuff, right? And he's got that little strand of grass. Hold on, real quick. Okay. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response. Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? <laughs> Everyone in this room is now, now dumber, dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God, and may have, God have mercy, mercy on, on your soul. soul. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow. So, but no, I thought the end stuff with Luke was great. Um I was, there's a part of me for long, for a little bit that was disappointed that he was not there in the flesh. Um, but I also think that it displays remarkable power on Luke's part sure. to be able to project himself almost physically. The fact that 3PO sensors could pick him up. It, it is physical in some sort. Right. It's just not lasting physicality. Well, and because the, he hands Leia hands dice. Right, right. So they are physical in right. her touch well, until Ray he, touched Kylo's hand, if you recall. Right, that's and the water transferred. Right, yeah. Because she was you know, so. It there's was something where she going was. on there, and and but Luke was picked up by three PO sensors. So it's something that isn't just there spiritually for people to see. It's that it, it's there is something there that's registering. There's something there, even on electronic devices yes. and stuff. And so when he when he shows up, it shows immense power on his part. I love the fact that when Ray feels that he's gone, she recognizes that there was purpose and peace behind it. Yeah. You know, that that Luke and I'm glad that Luke is at peace. I am too. You know, that's that's the one thing I take comfort in. But I think Luke was at peace before Ray came. I don't. You don't think so? Mm-mm. No. Maybe that's what he was looking for was peace. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get at peace and he thought the way to get at peace would would be just to cut himself off from the cut force. Cut himself off from the force. Cut oh. himself off from civilization. You're making this movie better all the time. Yeah. But I like the fact that because here's the thing, if I have to see my hero go, I want him to go at peace. Not like Han Solo. You know, and and I know you're still torn up about that. I'm not torn up about it. I'm very specific about what needs to happen. He needs to die and his sister needs to kill him. And and as he has dealt the final blow and he's he's still, you know, hanging on, mm-hmm. he can be redeemed then. Let him be redeemed on his way out. Kylo? Yeah. If you want to redeem him, he better have a hole through his chest when he's being <laughs> redeemed. <laughs> Another deathbed conversion, just like Darth Vader. He will finish what Vader started. Please. Yeah. Oh, please do. Um, I don't know that I want to see him redeemed, especially after the double... Oh, especially oh I don't after mind the, him never being redeemed. Especially after the double turn in Last it. Jedi. Which, by the way, it's an amazing scene when he and Ray are fighting together, and then she's like, "Now call off the bombardment," you know, and he doesn't, and he's like, and he does the whole Vader join me and we can rule thing. 
It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, it was fantastic. It, that was that was good. And when he finishes it off, you know, in, in trying to take Luke down. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, this this isn't, you know, mistaken childhood right. problem right here. By the way, he wasn't all, that awfully young whenever this happened. Um, he, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's a bad guy. The he darkness had overtaken him. He wants to be a well, bad Luke guy. Well, Luke told Leia, I'm not here to save him. Yeah. You know, and 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 he can take, and, and you know, Kylo does think he's right, though. Kylo does look at that moment with Luke as though Luke was going to kill him. And Right. And that's another thing I know people have a problem with is Luke, you know, sparking that lightsaber, just going to kill Kylo in his sleep. But... I also think that what Luke's, you know, when Luke tells the full tale, he's like, I realized what I was doing and I immediately regretted it, you know? Yeah. And so he's doing what Luke does. He's standing there and he's just considering what's just happened. And then Kylo wakes up. Have you ever like, had a temptation? Sure. And then decided not to? Like right before. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's Sure. Luke's a real guy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, you know, had an opportunity to, to make the right choice and your dad's helping you with it? And then you stab him through the heart? No, Kylo's not a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Luke's human. Yeah, Kylo's the devil. Oh wow! All I right. Really don't like that guy. So, well, all right. Well, a lot of lot of intense feelings about Kylo Ren. So I guess I here's here's the thing that I'm falling down on with with Last Jedi in me. There's so much that I like about it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so much that just feels off to me. So, something's off. Yeah, there's I, something I, off There's about something it. off, but when we look at it, and mm-hmm. we've, we've said a lot of things, yeah. that is very Star Wars. Right, yeah. The, the mythos is there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of, here's the thing that happens a lot of the time, is you're in a discussion about this, or you might say something about it, or, or people are, in mm-hmm. general, I'm popping my peas, sorry. I usually have a little filter mm-hmm. there, I didn't bring it, sorry. Um, you, you're talking about it, you're having this discussion mm-hmm. about, not a discussion, you're saying things and the other person's saying things. Right, That's right. not a necessarily nope. a discussion. Nope. That's two people talking yeah. at each other. But, oh, well, well, that's you just don't like it because it didn't match your expectations for what was going to happen. Look, Empire Strikes Back. Well, I probably didn't have any expectations for Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi did not meet my expectations for right. what it would be. Loved the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Phantom Menace was definitely not, not what I thought, thought it would be. I thought right. it would start off with a teenage... Uh, Anakin Skywalker. Sure. Um, the, uh, the the attack of the clones. Now it set expectations for me with false advertising at the beginning. Mm-hmm. When it pans up instead of down, and the ship flips over, I was like, "This is where, it's where Anakin becomes Darth yeah. Vader." Right, right. And he doesn't do it by the end of the movie. I said, "What? Yeah. What? I real what? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> Salmon." What? <laughs> what? I thought we, I did think we were going to get an episode three full of Darth Vader in the suit. I, I did too. And I really, I'll tell you the moment that I really did expect in episode three, I expected Obi-Wan not to realize that Anakin was Vader and he first confronts him in the suit. And oh, he says, really? and, and he's, and, and Obi-Wan just stands there while he's looking at him and he goes, Anakin. And Vader says, that name no longer has any meaning for me. Oh. And then they fight and Obi-Wan gets away. Hence in, the Death Star you battle. Should not have come you back. should not have come back. You wow. know, like Vader almost huh. lets Obi Wan get away. Yeah, and and that's kind of what I expected. Now, I don't think it would have been better necessarily than what we got, but it was what I expected. My expectations did that ruin Revenge of the Sith? For my you? expectations no. did not ruin Revenge of the Sith. And see, that's my point. I've gone into a, most Star Wars movies with some expectations. Yes. Yeah. And again, the great. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni mm-hmm. said, you know, listen to the story we're telling you. Right. Right. And right. so I do that. But something feels off yeah. still. And that's yeah. that's that's what it is. And but the thing is, I think more viewings probably helps. I know mm-hmm. after seeing it the second time, I liked it better. My my thing is is it's a long movie and it honestly feels long to me. It does feel long. Like I, I think there's some editing choices that could have been made. And that all gets into the technical side of filmmaking. I get it, but but I I've I've had the opposite effect. The more the more I've seen it, the more I find myself dissecting it in a negative way. 
Yeah. And I'm not happy about that. Right. I don't I don't take joy or pleasure you in don't that. Want, you don't want to be watching for those things. I want to love this movie with yeah. everything. That, I want to love it as much as those passionate people who love it and can't and can't accept criticism love this movie. I want to. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just not there. Now, I don't hate it either. And I'm like, and I think, you know, there's so much to love about the movie. There's so much to like about this film. Um, sure. You know, and, and I just feel like maybe the pieces weren't put together right, you know, for my taste. Or I go back to the song analogy that Lucas always used. It just, if it is a bridge, then that's great. But it does not feel like it's part of the song. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's why I the like Force Star Awakens, Wars. At least the Force Awakens felt like it was part of the song. Sure, it did. Yeah, uh, but I like Star Wars. Generally, that's probably my favorite one of mm-hmm. all the movies. Right, is, is Episode the original, Four? Yeah, because it can stand alone completely. Yeah, right, Empire is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You talk about a gr- fantastically made movie, yeah. very Star Wars. It was very different from the original, mm-hmm. yet it still spoke the same language. Yeah. In music, in in visuals, in 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 dialogue, in mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. not a problem there. Yep. Uh, even the mix of things seem to be right. This this is somewhat different, but I think it can be redeemed uh, millions of years before Kylo Ren ever can be redeemed. Right. Well, now, did you see in the chat real quickly that I'm harsh? No, I saw that. Carissa says, "Okay, guys, I guess I hear you, but I want you to think about it as a parent." Don't you want him to be redeemed? So, in other words, wouldn't Leia? I, I I would I would have less a problem Luke stabbing me through the heart than anyone stabbing Han Solo in the heart. This is Han Solo. Yeah. So it comes down to Han Solo. Sure, it does for you with Kylo. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I said it when we were doing our talk about The Last Jedi that did not get recorded. I cannot believe that there hasn't been a jewelry company yet not market the ring of Rose that slides open to reveal that rebel symbol. No, well, mm, that's not entirely true. Somebody's selling those. Are they? Yes. That's not entirely true. I don't know if it's official. That's an Independence Day reference. I had to find it. Go ahead. Not entirely stable. No. I'm glad you're here to tell us. Now these that's things. the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> reference. But I, I did. I got my sci-fi crossed up because that's he's okay. like when he's like, "There's no such place as Area 51." That's not entirely true. <laughs> that was a good movie. You too. think they spend fifty thousand dollars on a hammer, ten thousand dollars on a toilet seat? Seriously, I know exactly what they're doing with that money. Alien research. That's not entirely true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where did you find this ring? I, Schwa found it. Probably Schwa on, found it. And I bet it he found it on been, Etsy or it something. It might be an Etsy yeah. thing, but somebody's making these things. But it's not licensed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not entirely true. I got you. Somebody's making these. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to come out of the theater and them selling them on your way out. Yeah. You'd make a mint. We got to close out here. Oh, I'm sorry. Michael, no, it's fine. Michael Nip, though, in the chat asked this question, and I am going to, my answer is no, and I'll explain in a minute. I'm interested to get your answer. He says, isn't the whole overarching theme of Star Wars that redemption is available to anyone who wants it? At some point, you get to a point that you don't want it anymore. Hmm. How about that? Well, my answer is no, that's not the whole overarching theme. Oh, it's not. It is an overarching theme. Right. It is a theme. I don't even think that that's... I think redemption, period, is a theme. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also think that um, the idea of the nature of good and evil is a theme. And I think the idea of love conquering evil is a theme. Yeah. But... But love conquers evil, not necessarily always through the through the means of redemption. Sometimes it's I love these people, so I'm going to conquer evil rather right. than let them suffer what sure. evil is doing. You sure. know, and I think that's what Luke did when he showed up. You know, that once again the love of Luke Skywalker is what rescued Vader. Well, not only Vader, but in in the Last Jedi, rescued his sister, rescued the rest of the now the new rebellion. You know. Um, that were left. Well, it's always been, that's the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at Han Solo the way he originally was, mm-hmm. scoundrel, mm-hmm. pirate, shoots first, mm-hmm. he's 
he's, he's had a hard life. Right. He's faced a lot of tough things. Well, we hope that's what we see. We hope he's not just some... You read that into it within seconds yeah. of seeing him. Reckon what we'll see in May. I'm not going to reckon anything about May right now. <laughs> I reckon it's going to happen on May 25th. That's about all I can reckon. Uh-huh. But, but he changes from scoundrel, pirate, rough life to I'm going back because my friends are there. Mm-hmm. It's a suicide mission. I don't care. Yeah. These are people I love. Right. Yeah. That's that's what did it. I don't know that that's for everyone, though. It's available for everyone, but not mm-hmm. everybody chooses that. Some people are more self-centered and focused. Well, like I mean, and, the and new to emperor make, of and the to make, first order. Not to go down this road too soon in the day or get too crazy about it, but it's also, when you say it's there for anyone who chooses it, it just makes me think of the grace of God. You know, redemption is available to anyone who wants it in real life. You know, it's the way has been made. The redemption has been paid for. All you have to do is accept it. And there's a lot of people who are just like, no, I'm good. That's where you, you got know? the story. Yeah. You know, that's the essence of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow. Well, there's your there's your sermon here on the uh, on the old Goliverse uh, marathon. Uh, Shaz, man, thank you for showing up at my house and doing the marathon with me today. It's been great stuff. It's been fun. And um, well, my 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 good buddy Jedi Schwaz in the chat. Thanks for being here, good buddy. You gotta you gotta kid me. You gotta be kidding me. He's right here. You talking about a mile high? He's from a mile high up in the sky. He's mile in the chat. high up in the sky. He's in the chat. Man, I need Schwa to catch me up on what's been going on on Flash and Supergirl and all those shows because I am way behind. Well, he doesn't do one on Supergirl, not a podcast. Oh, yeah, but, but I bet uh, he watches. I bet he does. He's a superhero dude. He's a Superman guy. He's more DC than Marvel. Yeah. I wonder what he thinks of Action Comics 1000. They're bringing the red trunks back on Superman, which I think is a great move. Oh, Classic wow. look. The cover looks great. It's a, it's the best Jim Lee incarnation of Superman I've ever seen. Really? On the cover, yeah. I like the blue, the, he looks, the red trunks. He though. looks older and like... He doesn't like the the Jim Lee Superman from back in the day. He did a run with Brian Azzarello called uh, I forget what it was called, but um, Superman looks so young and almost baby faced, you know. Yeah. And and on this one, he looks like a classic, almost Max Fleischerish Superman, which is just to me out of this world. Those Max Fleischer cartoons are really still hold up to me. They are good. Yeah, they're good. You know, you look at the first live action Superman. He's not baby faced. No, no. George Reeves. George Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Reeves, yeah. Yeah, it's Christopher Reeve. Right. And George Reeves. Yeah. So, or, yeah. They're that's super. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, listen, if you watch that old series, I, we ain't got time to talk about all that. Okay. But well, there will be more Geek Out Loud today. We've got Eris Schoenweiss coming up later. We're going to be doing some Rebel Yell with Teresa and Eris later just to break down that. Have you seen that trailer, the mid-season trailer for Rebels? I have not. We're going to watch we it. We need to watch that. We'll watch it momentarily. Uh, and we've got Rock Out Loud coming up next if you're listening live at Mixer.com slash Goliverse. Where are we at in the uh, in the first giving at uh, geekoutonline.com slash cure? We are right now at 1,095. So we're almost... Well, we got to boost that up. Yeah, but here's the thing. We're at 22% right now of our goal. We are... Wow, we got a ways to go. Got a ways to go. You know, you know, you know my thoughts on... Y'all, I'm not a believer today. I'm sorry. I just don't think we've put enough promotion. I don't think we've done... And that's why I'm needing everyone to get on your social media. Tweet the links. Let people know what's happening today. And we want to hit our goal of $5,000. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. I'm so glad Geek Out Loud is back. There'll be more Geek Out Loud later today and more Geek Out Loud in your podcast feed. Those links to give, geekoutonline.com slash cure, is going to be up until January 31st. So if we don't hit it today, hopefully we'll hit it by the end of the month. For Shaz Bazaar at Techno Retro Dads and his good buddy Schwa, who hasn't been on yet, I'm Steve Gloss, and we'll see you on the next Geek Out Loud. <laughs>